Let me paint a picture for you. You wake up one morning and your Facebook group is gone. Facebook decided to move a different direction and decided to trash Facebook groups. And everything you had worked for was gone. What would you do? You have a couple of options. There's an oldie, but a goodie. And surprising, it may be a better way. Most people thought it had gone away, but it didn't. What am I talking about? I'm talking about email. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. This is the story of my life as I build my family business, dive into politics, figure out how to leave a legacy, and all the other adventures life has in store. You're listening to Age of Jeremy, Season 2, Tribe. We get so caught up in social media that we never think what would happen if it just disappears or, or if it changes. The truth is that besides your website, it is the only thing that you have control over. You don't own Instagram. You don't own Facebook. You don't own TikTok. You don't own Snapchat, Pinterest, or any of it. You do own your email and you can communicate directly with them. The other best thing about email, other than that you can communicate with your audience or you have direct communication with them, is that the people that are willing to sign up for your newsletter probably really care about your brand or your brand's vision. Since they care about your brand, they're more likely to buy from you. Email is the best way to get communications out to your tribe. Again, the whole point of this is to communicate and lead your tribe. So what do you do? In the broadest sense of the word, Email marketing is any time you send a message to a potential customer. First, I'm a big believer that you need to have social media as part of your brand strategy. This could be a personal brand or a business as a brand. A brand is a name, term, design, symbol, or any other feature that identifies one seller's goods or services as distinct from those of the other seller. This means that it can be a personal brand as well. Now, when it comes to a personal brand, it means that you're selling yourself. When you are building your brand, you are essentially deliberately putting out content that influences the way that people see you. When it comes to social media, this is usually done in the form of short clips or images. For example, on the Age of Jeremy Instagram profile, I show a lot of pictures of me working. I want people to look at me and believe that I am the hardest worker they have ever seen. Now, in my case, I believe that I am a very hard worker, but it really doesn't matter if I work two hours a day or 20 hours a day. The perception that I put out on Instagram is that I work all the time. Now, this is how you influence that brand. Social media is phenomenal at this. Now, it can also be beneficial to reach a targeted demographic. It it has a low cost to entry, especially if you are moving away from organic traffic. And if you are not familiar with the term organic traffic, organic traffic is essentially non-paid traffic to your website or social media page. It relies on great content with the right words or hashtags for the company's algorithms to put your contact or content in front of people. Now, search engine optimization would be a key tool for organic website traffic. Social media's paid advertising 
is also great for retargeting clients. Google and Facebook have retargeting features. Essentially, there is a code. Facebook's is called Pixel, and Google uses tags. Now, you, you place these on your website or landing page. And then when someone goes to the website, that Pixel or that tag um, or your analytic tag tracks uh, the actions on that website. And then you can use um, tools that Facebook and Google have to retarget them. Now, let's say you visit our affiliate website, Age of Radio uh, Bazaar. Then later, after you've gone on the Age of Radio Bazaar site, you see an advertisement for the bazaar. Now, this is because we are retargeting you in a hope to convert you to a sale. And social media like Facebook and Instagram and, and technically Google and ad search work amazing for this. Now, there are a lot of problems with social media marketing. Now, I believe the main problem is that it has increased the noise. There is just so much fucking advertising out there on Facebook, Google, um, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat. And with all of that social media, you're just getting bombarded with advertising. Man, I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men who've ever lived. I see all this potential. And I see squandered. God damn it, an entire generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. We're the middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. We're slowly learning that. That was 20 years ago, 23 years ago when the book came out. If it was true then, it is true now. There are tons of advertisers trying to influence and get you to believe that you need what it is they are selling. So as you are trying to build your brand, how do you get your voice through all the noise and what do you do once you capture ears? What do you do if people want to hear what you are saying? Do you just continue to use social media? The benefits of email marketing is that once you get people to sign up to your newsletter, you can provide content to people that want to hear what you have to say and buy what you have to say. If you focus on building a subscriber list, it won't matter if Facebook disappears. You just refocus on providing content to where people are getting content and continue to build your subscriber list. This is how you build a lifelong audience and more importantly, how you build lifelong customers. How do you get your newsletter going? My first step was to figure out what I wanted in the newsletter and then how often to distribute it. The goal of Addicted to Podcasting is to provide people with what is new in podcasting. So that is what our newsletter does. It follows a template of what to binge, podcasting news, new age of radio shows, and then advertisements. Pretty simple. For now, we'll distribute it every month. Focus on quality and building a culture. Also, we'll make sure only to do what is realistic. That is really important because being realistic helps you be consistent. 
Now that is the easy part. Then you have to build the subscriber list. The best place to start is ask your current, current audience. You will be surprised how people want to help and help you succeed. Next, advertise your newsletter. You can do this by doing one of two things. The more popular way is to give something away for free. For example, let's say we release a how-to podcast guide for free. It explains everything you need to do to start a podcast, and all you have to do is give us your email address. This is called a lead magnet. The, um, uh, the podcast guide is a magnet to get you e emails or leads. Now, this is the most popular way to do it. Then the other way is just to have paid advertising to sign up to your email list. Now, the latter usually works if you are already a prominent figure. For example, Bill Gates has an amazing blog. It's called um, uh, Gates Notes. Now, Gates Notes usually has advertising to become a what they call a Gates Insider. Now, this is a free membership, but it's essentially just a subscriber list. Now, besides being able to send emails to people that want to hear what you have to say, you have the ability to build marketing campaigns. To do this, however, you need another tool in your toolbox. You need a marketing platform. Say you run a business, maybe a digital radio show or a blog or a podcast, and you want a bigger audience, so you use MailChimp. We're a complete marketing platform, so we help you create ad campaigns, send beautiful emails, automate your marketing, and more, so your audience grows. They love your work, so you sell them some merchandise. But you don't have to start calling your business a radio show slash merchandise vendor. Names don't need to be that literal. We do way more than mail. There are other marketing platforms. I would say, however, MailChimp's closest competitor is ConvertKit, uh, but essentially they allow you to create beautiful emails and to automate them, and that's what's important. Now, remember the reason why we use tools, and that's because tools help you become more efficient. When you create an email marketing campaign, it could be to advertise a new product, it can be to advertise a new brand, a new story, or a bunch of stories. Let's say you create a series of blog posts that you want to put in front of your audience. It, let's say it's a seven-part series. You can create all the emails and then set, it, set them up to release every two days. You can set it and forget it. Now, if there are certain actions that take place from the emails, those emails can trigger another set of emails. This is how you get in front of your audience with the messages that you want them to hear. The other great thing about email marketing is it's much easier to find out if it's paying off. You know the email is getting in front of people who like what you have to say, and from there you can follow the sales funnel. The sales funnel goes like this. One, send out the email to your subscribers. Two, mail reaches the consumer's inbox. Three, consumer opens the email which is tracked. Four, consumer clicks on the links. Five, consumer reaches a page of some sort. Six, consumer has an action on that page. What is also great is that when the marketing platform or with the marketing platforms, you have the ability to see the people that are opening up your emails, which allows you to create additional experiences and rewards for customers that are more engaged in your brand. It's always about building the best possible experience. Besides being able to to track your sales funnel more effectively, these systems are relatively easy to use. 
And what's great with marketing platforms is it's easy to create your algorithm for your own marketing campaigns. With new tools comes new metrics, and with new metrics, you're able to see the world for what it is. One of the most important metrics with email marketing is the open rate. It's pretty easy, it's pretty easy to calculate. It is the amount of emails, okay, the amount of emails open divided by the amount of emails sent. I'm going to say that again. It's the amount of emails opened divided by the amount of emails sent. What is great about MailChimp is you can see the industry standard for your industry and see how you compare. This will help you gauge how effective you are with your content or how captivating you are with, say, the title of your email. Now, the next metric is usually the most neglected, but it's probably the second most important. It is the retention rate for your subscribers. You want to make sure your list is growing more than it is shrinking. Let's be honest. Not everyone is going to be a lifelong customer, and sometimes they unsubscribe. The retention rate is calculated by the number of emails in your list, the number of bounces. A bounce is the amount of emails that don't get delivered properly minus the number of unsubscribers divided by the number of email in your list. Okay, I'm going to say that again because it's a little long. Retention rate is calculated by the, by the number of emails in your list minus the number of bounces minus the number, number of unsubscribers. Okay, then you divide that by the number of emails in your list. And that is going to tell you what your retention is. That's going to tell you how many people you're retaining in your email list. And I think that these are the most important when you are starting out. After you get used to tracking your metrics, the click-through rate would be probably the next best one to start tracking. That's the amount of people that opened your email divided by the amount of clicks your email received from the links within your email, okay? That's the click-through rate. The amount of people that opened your email divided by the amount of clicks your email received from the links within the email, okay? So essentially, say someone goes into your email and they click a link, that gets, that's how you, that would be the, that number of how many people did that based off of the email that you sent, that's the click-through rate. Now, you can learn a lot from these three metrics, mainly whether or not you are presenting your audience with content that they want to hear. And again, that's why that's important, because if these numbers aren't, you know, not up to what you want them to be, that means you have to change something about your content, because that's what's going to get them, or the presentation of the content, because that's what get, go, is going to get them to engage with your content. I really feel that the marketing industry is going to start refocusing on email marketing. And they're going to refocus on that email marketing to build close relationships with their audiences. This is mainly because an email list, like I said, is the only true way to have control of your most important asset. And that asset is your email list. Next time, I'm going to deep dive into something I am really struggling with, the Age of Radio Bazaar. 
Age of Jeremy would like to give special thanks to Seth Godin for letting us use his book Tribes as the name and jumping off point for season two. Find his best-selling book Tribes linked below. Our season two song is Autumn by Trophy Eyes from their album American Dream, released in America by Hopeless Records. Age of Jeremy was recorded using Steinberg's Cubase, Audio-Technica mics, Audio-Technica headphones, Focusrite interfaces, and Waves plugins. Check out the links in the description below. Oh, 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 oh